Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing What If, Season 1, Episode 1, What If, Captain Carter Were the First Avenger. So let's get into it with the recap. During World War II, Steve Rogers is chosen to become the world's first super soldier. Unfortunately, he is wounded by a Hydra spy before he can receive the serum. Agent Peggy Carter kills the spy and volunteers to receive the serum herself. She is successfully enhanced but banned from combat by SSR leader John Flynn. After she steals the Tesseract from Hydra, Flynn reluctantly promotes her to the combat role of Captain Carter. Stark uses the Tesseract to create a weaponized armored suit for Rogers to pilot called the Hydra Stomper. Carter and Rogers fight many battles until he goes missing while attacking a Hydra train. Carter and the Howling Commandos find Rogers when they infiltrate a Hydra base and see Red Skull using the Tesseract to open a portal and summon an interdimensional tentacle monster, which immediately kills him. Carter enters the portal to force the creature back, and it closes. Almost 70 years later, the Tesseract opens another portal, which Carter emerges from, meeting Nick Fury and Clint Barton. Kind of annoyed you didn't start that with, in a world. If any podcast should start with, in a world, it's our what-if scenarios. So, okay, in a world where Steve Rogers is Iron Man, Peggy Carter is... Uh, Captain America, and who is Winter Soldier? There's no Winter Soldier. There is no Winter Soldier. No one got experimented on. I thought maybe Steve might eventually have become the Winter Soldier. I kind of felt like they were going to do that. Yeah, it's like, and maybe maybe that still is what happened because we don't know what happened. You know, and making it even more tragic. And that the the one tragedy, and it's not even a bad thing about this it's just the tragedy is that these are half hour episodes of things that we all would like to see 17 movies now in this timeline like great marvel now you're just gonna have everybody scream bloody murder to that we now want 19 movies of this now that we started with captain america we move on forward to, to watch the entire mcu play out but just with this difference and how it will affect everything you know, and that's the beauty and the tragedy of what if is that we're not going to be satiated. You're just giving us more itches to scratch. Fucking Marvel. I would really like to see a version of Winter Soldier, but with Peggy Carter. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. I would love to see that. I mean, like my feeling and instinct is that this is is we're not going to be saying goodbye to Peggy Carter. I'm pretty sure that she's coming back. I think they've already confirmed that. Yeah, not just for this series, but, you know, live action wise, we're going to get like live action Captain Carter, um, whether it be just in the multiverse of madness. But beyond that, like she may be a lasting reminiscent, you know, like element of this timeline, regardless of what happens. So I'm very excited for the possibilities, not just for that, but with the whole series, because they're treating it not just as canon in multiverse, but like they're going to be consequences for this show. And I don't think people realize that. Yeah, I, I didn't until we started getting a little bit more information about the show. I just thought it would be kind of like fun, like, ooh, what ifs? But like post Loki, this shit matters. Yeah, pre Loki, I thought it was a novelty. I thought like they're just giving us like a, our comic book zombie uh, issues, you know, like, OK, we're just getting a few what ifs. Haha, it's going to be cute. I'm going to enjoy it, but it's not real. And then Loki came like, nope, this shit's real. This shit's happening as is, this is this is going to have consequences. There will be crossovers. There's going to be characters coming in and bouncing around. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm for it. I mean, I love the Hydra Smasher. I Just her riding on the back of Steve like that and him supporting her in that way. And he's just like cripple. 
like even more so than he was in the original timeline. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Steve. Um, but that shot is fucking amazing. And Sideshow released like the fucking pictures of what the toy is going to look like. They're do- and I, 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 I can't believe I said toy. The collectible is going to look like of like Peggy Carter, little mini skinny Steve and the Hydra Stomper with the LED lights. And I'm like, oh my God, I want it. I want it. And I looked at the price and I'm just like, okay, I got to get all those figures. They don't all come together. That's about $800, maybe more. I still fucking want it. (laughs) Cause I love it. I love that whole image. I love her riding on the back of him. That whole sequence where she's kicking ass in the air and and beating the crap out of everybody in the airplanes, and then all of a sudden, like she just circles out. It was a really good she, montage. Yeah, it was an amazing montage. Like so fucking cool. It's great to see Peggy get her due because she fucking earned it. God damn! I really hope that 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 when we get her in live action, at it, it, we all get that feeling of just satisfaction because Haley fucking earned it. Yeah, no, she totally did. Uh, and Captain Carter, damn, she thick. Yeah, love it, love it. Like, they made a joke about the height, the first thing, you know, like, just like Steve's, like, uh, everyone's making the jokes about the height immediately. Like, she she got taller, and she was already pretty tall. So, all right. Yeah. Interesting. You're not you're not going to need those heels. Mm-mm. I love the fact that the, the asshole military guy, since they couldn't get Tommy Lee Jones, they brought back uh, West Wing guy, and he was from the one shot. Like, that's the character from the one shot. That's, yeah, that's Agent Flynn from the agent carter one shot yeah yeah it made me so happy that it's like it's still 100 still inclusive into this world damn though they killed tommy lee jones's character real quick yeah it's like you know tommy's not coming back we're not getting him not even pretending <sighs> goodbye tommy you know though did peggy's choice to stay in that room convince everyone else to stay in that room because i actually went back and i watched uh the original scene from first avenger and all of those people, including Peggy, are up in the gallery. And in this version of reality, like, no one went up to the gallery. They all just stayed in the room. Yeah. She, I mean, I guess they were like, well, if she's not going. I go, I'm not going to stay. Yeah, I'm going to stay too. All right. Well, if he's not going, I'm not going. Well, Carl, are you going? No, I'm staying right here. We can't let this dame show us up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's what happened. That's, that's how I'm reading into it. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of misogynistic guys who think that a dame can't, can't do that. It's like, can dames fight like that? Yes, they can. Starting now. How'd you, how did you feel about Steve's new voice actor? Because I actually thought he was pretty good. Yeah, it didn't bother me. You know, like in the beginning of this, when I heard that we weren't going to have certain people, like I was annoyed verbally, heavily verbally with a lot of people. But deep inside, I understood this. I understood the scenarios. You know, like I was, I was, I was only obnoxiously angry. I wasn't real legitimately angry. Like, I get it. Robert Downey Jr. couldn't do it. I get Chris Evans. Like, it's a big deal getting them back just to have them come and do a couple of lines here or there. I, I understand why they didn't. Okay. That, that guy, I don't remember. I don't know the, the voice actor's name, but he did a really great Steve. I, I was not distracted at all. I think as soon as, like, the first few lines were uttered, I kind of like, okay, that's not Chris Evans. And then I moved on. And I was not, I didn't bother me at all throughout the entire thing. I did not notice it. did not affect me. It didn't take me out of it. He was great. His name is uh, Josh Keaton. You joshing me? His name is Josh? No, that's his real name. Fucking Josh. It's a good wine, though. Good wine. It is a good wine, actually. You're right. But he's in a bunch of animated stuff. Like, he's in a lot of, like, the DC animated, like, movies What is he shows. playing the DC animated universe? Is it consistent, or is he just other voices? He's done Hal Jordan. He's done Barry Allen. 
Uh, he's been in some of the, the Marvel animated stuff. We don't talk about the Marvel animated stuff. Have you seen that shit? Like, this is finally, that's another thing to say. Like, this is the first time I'm actually watching a Marvel animated anything and like, wow, this is good. I enjoy this. I'm, I'm, I have no notes to, for the for the people. Like, keep going, guys. Like, because most of the time their animated stuff is shit. Like, that's where DC has won won the game was, was the animated movies. Like I, I can watch Son of Krypton and 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 Death of Superman and all like the event like not the Avengers the, the Justice League cartoons uh, the DC animated movies all throughout and they're fucking amazing most of them. Marvel, nope. nope, not as much. No, nope. I've tried because they've had voice actors that I've just like, oh my god, Jennifer Carpenter is gonna be playing Black Widow. I gotta watch it. I gotta. Oh my god, this sucks. Can't, can't. I don't know why they couldn't get their shit together, but they can't. Their animation department really don't know what they're doing. But I'm glad. Yeah, Steve Rogers' kid, Josh, good old wino boy. Uh, he's, he, I, I loved it. it. It did not bother me at all. Um, I'm wondering if uh, if uh, Tony Stark is going to bother me. Uh, oh, I don't feel good about it based on the trailer. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, I will say that what they should have gotten is the guy who played Tony for... Um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, uh, which was a cartoon a while back. Um, and it was it, it, like he, he got the voice down to the point where whenever I don't have Robert Downey Jr. in my head for Iron Man, I go immediately to him. Like he's a great go to. So if anyone who's listening to this has not watched Earth's Mightiest Heroes, um, which was sadly canceled after two seasons because they wanted to rebrand it with more contemporary mcu stuff which was bullshit because the show was fucking amazing um probably the best cartoon and equivalent to like the the 90s x-men animated like that's how good it was like this was oh so good but his voice tony stark's voice that they got for it was brilliant and that's that's the only other acceptable tony stark voice to me so far maybe i'll change my mind i'll let you know when we're done yeah, I mean, we'll see, but uh, the trailer did not fill me with confidence for his voice actor in this. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hopefully thankful that this is going to turn into more, it's more of a like, um, uh, Killmonger thing anyway. Like, it's not going to be about Tony at all. Like, he'll have three lines and then it'll all be about everyone else. Hopefully. Uh, speaking of voice actors, though, I, I'm glad that they got Ross Marquand back as Red Skull. Because, I, I mean, Hugo Weaving was never going to come back, but they got the endgame Red Skull back. Yeah, and to me, that's pretty much the same thing now. Like that, he is Red Skull. He's got it down so well. Um, and he's got that voice and he's got almost a little bit of an enhanced Hugo Weaving thing. Like, yes, he's still playing the Hugo Weaving, but he's kind of making it his own too. Um, I'm a big fan of, of him. He, I, he was like the one of the few characters in Walking Dead that I like. Yeah, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty good in Walking Dead. Yeah, he was, when I watched the show, he was one of the few characters I, I enjoyed. Man, though. <laughs> Red Skull did not stick around in this reality. He got fucking crushed to death by a tentacle monster. No, and that's what makes me even care. Okay, well, then who's going to be guarding the Soul Stone? Like, what's, mm-hmm. like, there's so many little things that they removed. They removed Winter Soldier. They removed Soul Stone Guardian guy. Um, God, there's a lot that happened as a result of one decision. That's the whole point of What If, though, right? I mean, yeah, that that that's the thing that's really cool about this show. I think it's kind of demonstrating to the more normies among us that are like oh one decision i guess can change everything yep it's a butterfly effect the chaos theory one little one little butterfly flapping its wings and in, in, in tokyo you get rain instead of sunshine right and that's and like that those are concepts that you and i have always been 
fans of, but like I, I like this show. I think it's a, I think it's a good way to convey that to non crazy people like us. Um, a little bit of, like, it, as you said, like I, I mean, people like you and me, like I've been studying quantum mechanics and like high, high theoretical physics for like since I was in grade school. I fucking loved multiverse stuff. I remember talking to people about the multiverse when I was like, you know, twelve, and people didn't understand what I was saying. I had a conversation with one of my models, like. Uh, like a few months ago about about multiverse physics and she just was like no i i can't i can't understand it i can't wrap my head around it it just it just kept going hitting a wall and like i'm just jealous of all the people who are just like discovering it for the first time um after loki and are now sort of understanding it though some people who i've who i've talked to who watch loki still don't understand like the concept of multiverse and variants and i'm like it's right there it's like, well, how can it be the same person? It's a girl. And I'm just like, oh. in that timeline, Loki was born a female. Well, then it's a different character. It's like, no, same character. Maybe Thor is a girl in that timeline too. We don't know. We haven't had that conversation. And that's the one thing I have to say about Loki. And you know, this, this podcast is not about Loki. It's like, if I was Loki, I would have asked her all the questions. Like, do I have a sister named Thor? Like is what, what's, what's going on with that? Like, tell me about our parents in that timeline. They obviously told you we were adopted, like all that stuff. Like I love multiverse stuff and all the variations. I've always been a fan of it. And I'm so jealous that people get to actually like experience it and hear it and learn it all for the first time here. And then I'm just going to be like, I was a fan of this shit before it was cool. Hey, you're sort of a, <laughs> you're sort of a quantum theory hipster. Yeah, quantum theory hipster. I'm OG, yo. You know what was nice to see, though? I was really happy to see that Peggy was into Skinny Steve. Because I always kind of, because I always kind of was like, was she only into him because of the muscles? Yeah, it was the pecs. I mean, like, I mean, didn't didn't help that in the movie, like, you see her, like, reach out for the first time and, like, poke. You know, it's not like anyone was, everyone was feeling up Peggy in the first five seconds. But, I mean, like, thank God. A different, different, different show um, in that kind of movie. But like, yeah, that was that theory that everyone was talking about. Like, she doesn't really love him. It's just like you're in love with Captain America, not Steve Rogers. But no, this showed true and true. Like, she's in love with Steve Rogers. Apparently, he's her hero. <laughs> yeah, she's skinny Steve. Just Steve himself. The man underneath it all is who she was falling for. Has nothing to do with with Captain America. And I feel like if in another different timeline where neither of them needed to be that, if they had met, they probably would have hit it off. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, these kids are never going to fucking dance, though. No, no, no more dancing. They really they really hit the dancing conversation a lot. That's the one note I have. Like, all right, I get it. We get it. Eighth time. All right, we get it. (laughs) It's a metaphor for fucking. Yes, yes, yes. The metaphor. Hooray for metaphor, because it's Disney. Because I, I was kind of wondering how, like, what would be powering the Hydra Stomper, and it made sense that it was the Tesseract, so yeah. I dug that. Tesseract. That's why it was indestructible, had all the energy. Like, basically, and I feel like this is the better timeline, right? I mean, we got the cool Tesseract weapon. And Hydra and the Nazis probably lost way earlier because we had everything. Yeah, they didn't have those fucking, like, Hydra blaster things. Oh, nope. like... We 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 had we had stuff. We had the Hydra Stomper. We had all the technology. We, they didn't get to fuck with like um, Sebastian Stan at all. Like that was all good. Everyone got out okay. 
we got everything way earlier than we originally would have. So go us. And I think that shows a, a better timeline, though who knows as a result of everything else, it could end up worse. I mean, Thanos could win in this timeline. Speaking of Bucky, I liked that they uh, they made a couple of jokes in reference to like his, you know, the the main MCU timeline. Like he's like, oh, I'm scared of trains, and then like he's like, you almost fucking ripped my arm off. Yeah, I was like a little Ooh, on the nose, a little bit on the nose. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Everyone needed to say it. It was cute. I mean, it, like it was one of those things. Like, well, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. <laughs> he felt he felt so sassy in this episode. Yeah, I, think, I feel like Sebastian Sam was just trying to like make do with like the little lines he had because he had like what like six lines. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. It's a thirty-minute show, and you get all these characters in for like really brief moments and cameo. Stanley Tucci only said like one thing. You get the Tucci in there, and you only give him one line. Like, give him a monologue. Criminal. It is it criminal. Is, this felt very brisk. Like, it felt very confident that we are all familiar with the original story. Yeah, we only had like um. A brief, and I think that was mostly like just to kind of remind everyone what this show is about, not about the specific like Avenger thing. It was like, no, we're going to give you a little brief of what happened earlier, and then we're going to show you all the differences. Because like every moment, and I'm almost like, like, all right, we don't need the recap. We don't need the recap. We get it. We get it. Listen, we watched we've watched this movie seventeen thousand times. We know what happens, but they're doing it for the people who don't watch the Marvel movies on repeat throughout their entire lives. Which, which is not us. No, certainly not us. We're not the weird ones. Certainly not. Nope. Um, so do you think the tentacle monster was Shumagorath? Yes. Okay, me too. <laughs> but otherwise, I, I mean, like, yeah, hey, I got nothing more than that than to say, yes, I definitely do. Um, and I don't, I don't think we're done with that. I think we're going to, it's going to come back to haunt us because we've awakened the dragon, so to speak. So we will see. I'm, I'm having high hopes and maybe I'm being presumptuous about it that some of these things are really going to affect other things in the main MCU, what we will call the sacred timeline. Ah, the sacred timeline. Um, was she fighting that thing for 70 years or was there just not time in that place? I, I that I don't see. That's the big freaking question. I, I, and I don't have the answer to that because I think it's implied that it was just immediate but we've never seen the Tesseract behave that way. So it might have just been like, well, we just really want to have this moment just to show that this is what happened. So this is the best way to do it. I mean, it could just be the nature of whatever reality she was sent to. Like, could, could be. She could have been in there for five minutes. Yeah. Versus 80 years. So time works differently kind of thing in that specific realm or dimension. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think she was fighting the thing for 70 years. I think I think it just was relatively instantaneously. Okay. Yeah, that's I mean that's kind of that's how it was played is that she just like popped in and then popped out but it was 70 years but yeah, uh, well, I guess we'll see. Nick Fury and Hawkeye though. Yep. Very very brief cameo. Very brief, very brief. Just it's just same as First Avenger. Like you're there for 5 seconds and really with just a little bit of the Avengers in there with Hawkeye. Because we know where they were at. Yeah, I mean they were at uh Pegasus, the Pegasus facility. Mm -hmm. And not Loki. Loki's nowhere to be seen. It's so whatever that difference is, we didn't have to deal with Loki here. I'm curious, curious. I think the real question is, though, how long until the Watcher interferes? I mean, wouldn't that go? I mean, and I think in the comic 
books, he actually did interfere a whole bunch. But um, yeah, he totally but, does. Yeah, the, I I don't. That's I mean, oof, Jesus fucking Christ. Are we gonna take Are we gonna take a bet? We're gonna take a bet on how long it takes him to start interfering. Yeah, let's okay. Let's see because basically, what I think if you're gonna do something like that, and I'm thinking like from the perspective of the business model of what MCU is doing, I don't think we're going to see him affect anything until like season two i think this is going to be like we're, we're, we're experimenting with this concept we're experimenting with the way this is rolling so we're, we're he's we're just going to tell short stories here but then once things we start seeing how they affect things in the in the main timeline and, and we may get live action crossovers i think we may see that actor come out as a as like a live action watcher and we'll get watcher as a character and that maybe that's when or maybe he'll jump in with the eternals could be i think we'll see him interfere by the end of this season i'm hoping that whatever because i don't know if they're telling a longer story you know and he's not just like rod sterling you know because that's 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 what i got right now that he is rod sterling of the twilight zone and rod sterling doesn't interfere in the stories he just tells it that's a traditional watcher that's what we're told right now but okay, I'm going to say season one, season two, and you're going to say that by the end of season one, we will see him fuck with some shit. It's just when you when you hear someone say, I do not, cannot, will not interfere, uh, they're going to fucking interfere by the end of the season, for <laughs> I, sure. I, I hear it. I hear it. But we're talking about timing, and I'm not, I'm not negating that idea. I'm just saying I think for season one, it's just going to be non-interference. Then we may get the Eternals, and then people who are not supposed to be interfering are going to be interfering. I mean, that's the whole point of the Eternals movie, right? Is They are a different group of people that should not be interfering, yes. Yes, they, they said that. They said that in the trailer, like, when we do not interfere. You know, I'm like, all right, we'll see how long that lasts. These bitches are going to be interfering by the end of the movie. Totally interfering by the end of the movie. <laughs> Who watches The Watcher, though, Joseph? Us. Us. We're watching The Watcher. Also a really amazing Next Generation episode. It is a very good next-gen episode. You're right. Mm-hmm. And right now, I know he's got his little prime directive, but it's not going to last. No, no, because it never lasts. I just, I wish Stan was alive so he could have a cameo with another watcher like we, like we saw in Guardians. Uh, yeah, me too. Rest in peace, Stan. You're, you're a god amongst gods. But at least we've got Jeffrey Wright, because I really, I really like Jeffrey Wright. His voice is great. I love him as an actor. I love him in everything I see him in. I really do. He's, he's, he's great. I love him. The music was great. The the energy, the animation really fucking worked. It's all. The animation worked better than I thought it was. It really did. Because I was a little bit worried. I was like, when I just saw, when you see it in stills, and then you see it move, and you're like, no, I get this. This works so fucking well. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, next episode is going to be... Star Lord T'Challa? Yeah, I think so. It seems like, and maybe this is just me being weird, but like this week has just gone on significantly longer. I feel like now that I'm like entranced with this show, like it just seems like this week has gone on forever because it just like, I like, I was it like three months ago we got the first episode? Because that's what it feels like. It's like, I, I need it now. Yeah, I feel like having something to look forward to really does make time slow down. It really fucking does. And like, I'm just counting the hours to like, till fucking Tuesday at midnight. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. More. Need more. I want it all. I want it all now. And I want movies of all of them. And I want alternate timelines of all the other movies. I need at least, let's see, if we're having nine episodes, that's nine times 22. Whatever that number is. 
which is 18, 18 plus, whatever. I'm not doing math. Point is. What if we had more? We need more. I need, I need all the, I need all of our MCU movies redone every single time we do one of these. It's all I ask. It's not a lot. Yeah, totally. Not, not a lot. Not a lot. Not asking for much. Just asking for everything. Want it all. And I want it now. Thank you, Queen. Sorry. But that's it. That's that's my final thoughts on that. How about you? This is a really good start. Uh, and, you know, it, it upsets me that we're only getting nine episodes instead of 10 episodes this season. But hey, for the next eight weeks, I'm in. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.